Alrighty, me lovely jubblies, welcome back. This is the RR Show, this is episode 222, and this is going to be an episode about r slash let's not meet. So I hope you brought a clean pair of knickers with you. Um, Let's grab our tea and our popcorn and jump straight in with our first story from X Gemma X, the boyfriend I didn't know I had. This episode is brought to you by Bumble. So, you want to find someone you're compatible with, specifically someone who's ready for a serious connection, totally open to having kids in the future, is a tall, rock-climbing Libra, and loves rom-coms with vegan pizzas on Tuesdays just as much as you do. Bumble knows that you know exactly what's right for you. So, whatever it is you're looking for, Bumble's features can help you find it. Date now on Bumble. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I believe I was about 16 when this took place and it was in sick form college here in the UK. So I'm guessing it was spring, summer of 2001. It was either a Friday or Saturday night when I got a text asking what I was up to and if I wanted to go out. I had no idea who the text was from as the number wasn't saved in my phone and didn't have a name at the end of the text. I text back and got a call. Picking it up, I hear my friend Ong's voice. I was happy to hear from her as we went to secondary school together. I went on to college and she decided to do other things, so we didn't see each other regularly anymore. She didn't have social media and refused to have a mobile phone. I praised her for finally getting with it and getting a phone. She burst my bubble when she said it was a friend's and we had a quick chat. It was probably about 10pm and I can't be asked to get ready, so I declined and said another time around 12 a.m i got a text i thought she was contacting me again the text read something along the lines of hey this is daniel ong's friend i'm bored and stuck here till ong wants to leave hope you don't mind me texting you i didn't at this age i used to be up till stupid o'clock on the internet and he was a friend of a friend so i didn't see a problem so he texted me for a bit it was kind of nothingness conversation Around 2am or so, I get a call. It's him. He said I sounded nice and that he wanted to have a chat. Um, okay, cool. I'm still wide awake, so we had a chat. And it was alright. We had a laugh, talked about nothing much for a while, and then said goodbye. Next morning, I get a text from him. I reply. He takes me all day and rings me again after. I find out more about him, that he works in the local shopping centre in a certain store I went to all the time. The kind of stuff he likes, which is nothing like me, but whatever. We talk about where we live, as we live in different towns about 20 minutes apart by bus. At this point, he knows what I look like, as Ong has shown him photos of us, and had said that he'd also seen my Friendster page, which had current pics of me. He's like, Ong didn't have social media back then, so I didn't know what he looked like, but he described himself. He could have been literally any boy in southeast London at that time. I didn't really care what he looked like as I wasn't interested like that, but I had no problem chatting. 
So this carries on for a week or two, him texting me, calling me to find out about me, asking loads of questions, which at the time seemed harmless. Around this time, I had time off college for Easter holiday, and he starts saying we should meet up as we are both free. I tell him I can't as I have to do some coursework. This was only half true. I did have coursework, but... I always leave it till the last minute, so it was literally just being lazy and sitting about the house. He clearly didn't get the message, as he started to text me, constantly. If I didn't reply fast enough for him, he'd send more texts, and then would call. I was like, dude, I'm so busy trying to do this. When I have time, I'll text you. After a few days of that, I got a text saying, I had to go to do XYZ, I'm in your area, let's meet. I told him I was busy and couldn't. He said that was okay, but then kept bombarding me with texts, urging me to meet him. No. Two days later, I get a text message saying that he's in my area again. We have to meet. No. The end of that week, he's there again, and again, no. The start of the next week, he starts again about being in my area. I ignore the text this time. Later on that day, I get a call from a local area number. I pick up, and it's him. He says he is here and wants to hang out, and that I didn't reply to his text. I tell him I'm not at home and I've been flat out and that I will text him when I'm free. I found out the number he called from was a public telephone box on the main road that connects to the road I live on. The constant texts were annoying, but I let them slide as I had no intention on meeting him, and it was only a text. But to find out that he actually was literally in my area and knew round about where I lived, all the questions he was asking before that seemed harmless made sense now. He was narrowing down where I lived, to the street. As I have a college at the bottom of my road and a park at the top, he knew this. He knew that the bus I got from college and the stop I got off at, which further narrows down the part of the street I live on, He used to ask things about the clothes I wore and accessories I had, what patches etc. were on my backpack, so he would definitely know if he saw me. Now this was not cool at all. I told him that I'm not meeting him anytime soon, that I'm busy and that he needs to chill the hell out as I don't need the hassle. This really put me off wanting to speak to him as it was fucking weird and I really should have told him to fuck off at this point. But when you don't really care about the person, other than to have a chat with, I just thought if I lessen the contact, he'll get bored and piss off on his own accord. School started again, and I felt safer knowing that he couldn't just be in my area when he had college quite far from me, so I wouldn't run into him. But the shop I usually went to, which was near my college, I avoided as there was nothing in there I couldn't get elsewhere and didn't really go into the shopping centre unless I had to and that would be during school lunchtime, so he wouldn't be there. This wasn't because I was scared. I just didn't ever want to meet him, and I was starting to get pissed the more I thought about it and didn't want to be nasty to him. So the texts continued over the next few weeks. I wouldn't reply to the majority of them, and when I did, they were polite and stated that I had exams soon, I didn't want the distraction. I then started to ignore the messages. They didn't stop. Another phone number I didn't know texted me. I was like, "Ah, who's this? 
and of course it was him from his mum's phone, and he was pissed off I'd replied to that text and not his. Now, this was becoming a fucking joke. During this time, one Saturday night, my mum rang me as I was coming home from a gig. She told me a boy I went to primary school with called Morley rang to speak with me today and asked if he could call again, and before the call ended asked if I had a boyfriend. I was like, what? Morley used to like me back in primary, but we hadn't spoken since we left school at like 11. But our mums still chatted occasionally, so I had no clue what the hell that was all about. I get a call from Morley the next day. He tells me he's sorry for ringing me, but he really needs to ask me a question. So he asked me if I had a boyfriend. I said I didn't. He then asked me if I knew someone called Daniel. I said yes, that I'd been speaking to someone called Daniel, but what started out as a pleasant chat and some text had turned into way too much. He then went on to tell me that Daniel goes to his sixth form and is loosely associated with his friend group, and no one really likes him. Boys being boys, they were talking about girls, and Daniel went on to talk about his girlfriend. They asked questions about her and he told them who she was, what she looked like, what she was into, where she lived, etc. He didn't think too much of it. When he came back to school after the holidays, he had a bunch of clothes in his bag. They asked him where he was going, as they wear uniform, and he was bragging about how he had come straight from hers as they stayed around her house lots during the holiday, and told them in detail how he fucked her and got up to all sorts. He used to entertain them with stories all about her, and after a while, finally showed them her picture. My picture. Molly was livid on the phone. He said the stuff Daniel was saying that he had done was just plain nasty, and the stuff he was saying about me he didn't think was true and wanted to confirm. He told me he would ring me back in a few days. Daniel was still trying to speak to me. After hearing from Morley what he'd been up to, I'm not going to answer, clearly. I set the number to divert. I don't know if you could block numbers on my phone back then. If it could, I didn't know how. I ignored the texts he sent me. I didn't even open them. I got home from school Monday afternoon, and about 6 o'clock I get a call from Morley, who again was pissed off but was delighted. He told me he just got home and that Daniel had come into school with clothes in his bag again that morning and said he'd been staying at mine and we fucked etc etc. At that point, Morley, in front of everyone, was like, you've never been to our house. He was like, of course I have. And Morley was like, it must have been a fucking Wendy house as he knows for certain that he's never been to my house and he knows me and spoke to me yesterday and that I'm not his girlfriend. In fact, he's never met me. He's only spoken to me. And now I refuse to meet him and have been pretty much ignoring him as he kept turning up where I lived to try and spot me. This didn't go down well, obviously, as he'd been made to look like a complete fucking twat. That night, my phone wouldn't stop with texts and calls from his mum's number. He wouldn't stop calling. I told my mum everything after Morley called as she wanted to know what it was about. I gave the phone to my mum at like 11pm and she picked up and was sounding all in a panic saying he needed to talk to me. She said no. I was in bed. How inappropriate it was to call at this time and not only that, but don't call me again. Number put on divert and I was still getting voicemails. 
I texted him and told him to leave me alone, that it really is enough now. I know what he did and that I don't want to know him. He went quiet till around 2am when he started calling again from a third number. I was asleep and my mum was awake. The call woke me up, so I called her in and she picked up the phone and went fucking mental at him. She said she knows all about it and to leave me alone or there'll be trouble. He still texted me after that. My mum was beyond livid and at 6am she rang his mum's mobile, woke her up, told her all about what her son was up to. She was initially pissed off to be woken up early, but when my mum laid it out, she just went quiet and was like, I'm so sorry, I will deal with it. I didn't hear from him again after that. On called me. I hadn't spoken to her since that first night about probably just over a month and a bit before she said she found out what happened. I think from his mum, as she wanted to know the validity of the call she received and was so incredibly sorry. That he wasn't even really her friend, they just knew each other from primary school and he lived close and that he just turned up at her house and imposed himself on her and her mum would always let him in despite her warning her not to as she liked him for whatever reason, so she just put up with him. She didn't say that in the past, when he was in secondary school, he became obsessed with a girl in their area and used to effectively stalk her, and that her mum complained to his, but that he was young then and didn't think he did stuff like that anymore. Clearly, he was. So, Daniel, for a 17-year-old, you were a fucking wrong'un. I dread to think what you're like now. Let's not meet. Little Wing is now streaming on Paramount Plus. I'm in a period of emotional people. Is that all the oh, I don't care crap? A little adventure. Where are you going? I'm gonna steal a bird from the Russian pigeon mafia. Let's do it. Goes a long way. <laughs> Starring Brooklyn Prince with Kelly Riley and Brian Cox. Life can hurt, but life is sweet. Little Wing, rated PG-13, may be inappropriate for children under 13. Now streaming exclusively on Paramount Plus. Our next story is from Dark Raven. Creepy teens in the woods. When I was in grade school, my family lived in a house that sat directly across from the school I attended. However, there was about a half mile of wooded area between them. I was allowed to walk to and from school because it was just so straightforward. My mother informed me that she and her siblings walked through the woods to school when they were younger, so it felt like a natural and safe thing for her. I loved the excitement of being able to walk to school all on my own, and I felt pretty at home in the woods as I'd been raised around them. The walk was pretty direct, with very little issues, aside from a small but wide creek that I had to cross. The creek itself was no problem. It was the fact that on each side there was a steep bank that had to be scaled. It wasn't too terrible unless it had been raining. It had rained the day before, so my steps, which were normally loud, were fairly silent. This might have saved my life, if at least saved me from something terrible. When I reached the creek, I was in my own little world. I was thinking about a science project we had to do at school and whether or not I was fully prepared for my part in it. I was doing the supernova section and wasn't feeling very ready to make a speech in front of everyone, explaining it. Anyway, I reached the creek and dropped down the first bank with a slightly wet thud. 
I crossed over the water and began looking for something to grab, to hold, to pull myself up with. There were usually roots sticking out to use. Before I could climb up the other side, I heard a noise. Like people talking. I stopped and waited to see if I heard it again. I did. I heard a couple of boys talking, getting closer to me. I smashed myself up against the bank and listened for a minute. I don't know why, but something just told me to stay away. That something was wrong. The boys came so close, all the way to the edge of the creek bank, but they didn't jump down. If they had, they would have seen me in a flash. As luck would have it, there was an overhang that I was able to hide under. I listened as the boys talked. Yeah, she comes through here all the time. She'll be coming around in just a minute. My heart sank. I was the only person who walked that trail to and from school, and they were in my direct path. That isn't to say that no one else was ever in the woods, but in all the time I used this trail, I have never seen another person. To get to the woods from my house, I had to cross the road and walk through a small flat area with no trees. And from the school side, I had to walk through the school's football field. Anyone from either side could have seen me going in or out of the woods easily. I stood plastered to the wall of mud, waiting for them to catch me. But they walked around a little bit, smoked a couple of cigarettes and started getting frustrated. Where the fuck is she, man? You said she was going to be here, so where is she? I don't know, maybe she's not coming to school today. Anyway, we've got to go or we're going to miss our bus. The high schoolers caught their bus to high school at the elementary school. This told me two things. One, they were obviously in high school, so much older than me. And two, they had some seriously bad intentions towards me. I heard them leaving, but I didn't dare move. I waited a good 30 minutes or so before I darted out of the creek bed and toward home. I'll never know exactly what those two boys had planned to do to me that day, but I'm not sure I want to. So, creepy high schoolers waiting in the woods for a little girl, let's not meet. Alright guys and gals, thank you so much for listening to this episode, I hope you enjoyed it as always. If you haven't already, it would be a massive favour to me if you could take just a second to leave a review on Spotify or wherever you're listening to this. But until the next one guys, peace out, take care, and uh, don't do anything I would. See you soon. True terrors of horror, bizarre happenings, unexplainable events. On our podcast, Disturbed, Terror Takes Center Stage. Each episode is a journey into the darkest corners of human existence, delving into bone-chilling tales of kidnappings, serial killers, maniacs, and the very essence of your worst nightmares coming to life on this weekly true horror show. Disturbed is not for the faint of heart. It's an exploration of real, unadulterated horror sourced from everyday people. Each episode is a descent into the macabre, where we narrate stories that will leave you on the edge of your seat and crawling in your skin. We navigate the disturbing narratives that lurk in the shadows, offering a raw and unfiltered listen into the most terrifying aspects of the human experience. Enter at your own risk and let the unsettling tales unfold in the haunting realm of Disturbed. And remember, listeners, stay safe out there.
you enjoy science, spooky stories, and all things paranormal, we do too. While we would love for most paranormal stories to be true, we are here to tell you that they probably aren't. But that doesn't make them any less fun to speculate about. We are the Spooky Science Sisters podcast. In this podcast, we bring you bi-weekly discussions on possible scientific explanations behind the supernatural. Backed up by research articles and other credible sources, we do deep dives into things like archaeology and physics and share in-depth discussions with topic experts. Visit us at SpookySciencesisters.com to listen to a couple of skeptics debunk some of your favorite alien encounters, cryptid sightings, and ghost stories with science, sass, and a significant amount of laughter. Thank you and stay spooky.